0: So, uh, so, Hey now, welcome to the Deadology Podcast from Pencil Hill Studio, New Paltz, New York. I'm your host, Howard Weiner, and today is February 27th, 2024. This is Season 2, Episode 9, and uh, today we'll be taking a look at the Jerry Garcia Band Summer Tour from 1984 with a special focus on the Codwell College Show. August 11th. Uh, This is the final podcast of February, uh, a month that featured Jerry's solo work, Away From the Dead. This has been Jerry Garcia Band Month. It's been a treat to do it. And next week, we're going to do more Garcia Band as the year goes, but uh, February was a total uh, Jerry Garcia Band-focused. Next week, we're going to go back to the Grateful Dead in a big way. We're going to go to... uh, our first uh, look at a Europe '72 show here at the on the podcast. Uh, I invited Doug Schmel back. In fact, I did the interview with him today. Um, the show will be about the uh, right in the middle of Europe '72. Uh, wh- what I feel is the best show the, uh, of that tour, and arguably the best show the Grateful Dead ever did. Uh, May seventh, nineteen seventy two. At the Bickershore Festival in Wigan, England. Uh, So today we're going to take a deep dive into that unforgettable performance in Codwell College. And unfortunately, a whacked out fan took a dive into the drum kit, completely killing the momentum of a great night that was going to be an all-time great show. But still a killer first set that night in uh, Codwell Uh, But let me set up the stage, the road to Codwell. um, You know where the tour started, uh, where where I joined the tour, what I saw before, and then we'll jump into Codwell. Um, My my first show on this tour was um, Manford Music Center in Philadelphia. A good show. First time I saw "Get Out of My Life, Woman," and look like a road. Uh, "Get Out of My Life, Woman" was a new song. you know, a cover that Jerry uh, brought in in 1984, and Like a Road is obviously from the Keystone days back 73, 74. Um, they stopped playing it for seven years, did it a couple times in '81, stopped playing it again, and then they and then they brought it back here in uh, 1984. And both those songs, Get Out of My Life, Woman, and Like a Road, stayed with the Jerry Garcia band. Uh, through the years, at, you know, once they brought it back in 1984, both great editions, especially like a road, uh, that Albert King song. So Jerry, uh, so that was cool. Catching a couple of new numbers uh, that night. Then they play, I wasn't at this show. They played Washington D.C. It looks like a great show on paper. Uh, that's my next project. I got to listen to that, see how good it is, and if it's really good, I'm going to do <laughs> probably do a podcast on that because the set l- list look great. Uh, There's a She Belongs to Me uh, I couldn't believe I saw that in the set list um, I don't know how I missed that But uh, definitely I'm going to have to download that Washington D.C. show from August 8th And then the next show was Rocky Glen Amusement Park in Music, Pennsylvania And I went with my friend Perry to that show Just It was such a memorable night We met up with his brother uh, A guy named Johnny Bell Having a great time Running around the place, drinking beer, big tent. Um, I don't remember too much about the amusement park. It doesn't exist anymore. I wish I remember a little more. There's actually some cool videos online that I've seen that show where the amusement park used to be. Uh, one day I'll make a trip back there see if it <laughs> see if it rings any bells, man. But uh, yeah, it was that was, it was such a great little place to see, to see Jerry. But for me, the most it was a very good show, great song selection. The most memorable part of that night well, was the show was over, and me and Perry made our way to the front of the stage. We were pretty close all night, but we were right where Jerry was coming back onto the stage, and it was such a euphoric scene. Like I never heard anything like this before. The entire crowd, everybody was clapping their hands and chanting "Jerry, Jerry." Usually, didn't hear that like at a the Dead or or a Garcia band show. It was kind of funny, but the crowd was insane that night. And it worked because he came back for an encore and the encore was tangled up in blue. So yeah, everybody uh, went home happy and I'm sure Jerry was was pleased with the over-enthusiastic crew in Music, Pennsylvania that night. So we move on. Next day, Codwell College. And I'll never forget one of the great experiences of music in my life, that first set in Codwell. I went to the show by myself. Um... Perry was in a band called The Lost Boys, and they were playing that night. Uh, so I was doing a doubleheader. I was going right from the Garcia Band show to see him and Nyack. It uh, might have been a place called the Gazebo, if I remember correctly. But yeah, a lot of fun to see. Obviously, Garcia Band's the main attraction. Then go see your friends play. And uh, they were basically a dead cover band. You know, They probably did about 60% dead, 40% other stuff um, in their own unique style of doing it. Uh, but w- what a great night that was, so it's a hot night we're we're in this place codwell college um you know an outdoor venue why this pl- why this college you know, obviously they they want to make money, but I never heard of it having uh concerts before um you know, but they set up a stage we're on I'm on a hill sounds great, hot night, but it's not too important because you're outside you're not in an indoor place, which would uh, affect Jerry uh, in the upcoming shows. And one other thing, going back to that Music Pennsylvania show, when we saw Jerry walk onto that stage, we were very close to him. He was freaking enormous. Um, you know, Jerry is, out of all the years, this time in 1984 is definitely when he weighed the most. You know, he's de- un- looking unhealthy, but playing like a motherfucker. Just incredible. It's just, it was it was, it was you know, that's why people had like this you know they called him god and just you know, it was like there was such reverence how could someone that unhealthy looking be so great and it was it was a freak thing you know um so but, but that was i'll never never forget that when jerry came back onto that stage they were chanting jerry and we were so close to him as he walked back on in uh pennsylvania the night before uh but it comes out the um the band that night almost the same as 1983, the, as I talked about in the last Roseland show. Uh, you got Khan on bass, obviously Seals. Um, you got David Kemper instead of Gregorico on drums. Uh, Jacqueline Lebranch and uh, Dee Dee Dickerson on the background vocals. Killer band. So we uh, they kicked the night off with Cats Under the Stars. And, you know, Cats Under the Stars was, you know, Pretty much, they brought back a lot of those songs in 1983, and Cats reached maturity here in 1984. These 84 versions are definitely a little longer uh, than the ones they played in 83, and uh, Jerry just opened up a can of whoop-ass on uh, Codwell right away. This is the hottest Cats on the Stars I've ever heard, and I've, I've discussed this with a few people. They mentioned a few other from this tour, which they're, they're probably as hot. Uh, but this is my favorite, my favorite cats. And you know, what a great way. Uh, the perfect show opener, as you know, definitely up there as good as any dead opener. Um, just a, a perfect way. Cats Under the Stars tonight. You're outdoors. You're seeing the Jerry Garcia band in their prime. So uh, let's give it a listen. Cats Under the Stars from Codwell. In the brass tacks, cover up your tracks, Jack. Cats under the stars tonight. Awesome way to start start off the evening in a Codwell, and just the way Jerry covers the the entire guitar, the low notes, the high notes, just uh, working over the you know the fretboard there, and just a beautiful stuff. Uh, so we got Cats opener. Uh, they keep the upbeat flow going. Uh, song number two, they love each other, and the, these versions with Melvin on Oregon just make such a difference. It's such an upbeat feel to to these versions. Uh, the Grateful Dead versions were awesome in their own right, but there's a little something something extra with these uh, Jerry Garcia band versions, especially from this period. And uh, the, I talked about how I thought the Roslyn. Uh, first night at the Roseland, five thirty, one eighty-three might be the best. Love each other um, with the second night, like right up there. This Codwell one is kind of right up there with the Roseland ones, and uh, just awesome playing from Jerry. Uh, it's like such an upbeat. Uh, the like the nineteen seventy-three Grateful Dead ones were were very upbeat, and um, you know they're kind of like in their their own category. But these Garcia Band ones from this era are, you know, from moving forward from that point, are, the, are definitely the most upbeat versions. And I didn't play the Love Each Other in the, in the last podcast. So there's gonna, this, this first set is so great. Uh, we're definitely going to do a lot of audio highlights. So here's the Love Each Other jam from Codwell, August 11th, 1984. ¶¶ garcia inspired and obviously in a great mood you could hear it in his playing in codwell college and i i'm gonna ask something i i don't know what the answer is but what was it about this about codwell college why did the garcia band play there and why was jerry in such a great mood um you know playing like this other other awesome shows like the roseland you know, he's in a ballroom, a historic ballroom in New York City, Music Mountain. You know, he's, he's playing, you know, the old Avon Lodge, the Borscht Belt and the Catskills, all that history and the ghosts of Sullivan County. But he, here he's in Codwell College and uh, as inspired as can be, you know, just on, on fire right from the start this night. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm out there on the hill, the sun's setting, and this is just, I'm unbelievable I'm like so so like enthralled with the show all the way through um every version is is insane here so we got uh song three Jerry's gonna take it down a notch but not really simple twist of fate uh tends to be like that slow ballad of (laughs) hey if you need to get another beer go to the bathroom as good as it is um definitely it's a it's a long ballad but on this night um the, the the band and Jerry were just so so committed uh, to the song, the the, the the his guitar like tingled to the bones. To take the the, the and Dylan lyric, um, you know his guitar playing was that sharp, and his singing so soulful during it. And it's it's actually a pretty tight version for "Simple Twist of Fate." And once again, uh, this this singing at the end here by Jerry. Not only is it the great playing on this night, which which we've heard so far, his singing is off the charts. So it's 1984. His voice is definitely a little shredded. Um, you know, it's not going to go down as one of his greatest years. And maybe it's the bittersweet quality of when he really hit his stride with singing in '84 that makes it so impressive to me. Because he's he's on this version here. You'll just you'll hear this. It's all heart and soul. His voice may not be there, but somehow he punches through. And it's even sweeter than when his voice is, was like better when it when it was younger. Um, just this is such a great twist of fate, and he rips into the jam afterwards. But uh, there's there's nothing like this. This is my uh, my favorite uh, twist of fate. Really, really hits hard, man. It's just so so beautiful what Jerry does here. Check it out.
1: The sinners all come in. Maybe she'll pick him out again. How long must he wait? One more time for that simple twist. Yeah.
0: Garcia Band bringing true religion to Codwell College, a Catholic uh, college. Uh, now it's a university and um, simple twist of fate. Bob Dylan, man. No, no wonder Dylan loved uh, Jerry and the way he covered his tunes, man. You could just hear hear Jerry bringing every, everything into that, man. Incredible. Great version. And uh, they jump into... Run for the Roses after, right after that, and yeah, that was pretty much the Garcia band didn't have a lot of cookie cutter songs, but this definitely was kind of came off the same every time. Uh, great song, uh, great lyrics from Robert Hunter, um, but not something you know you would jump for joy at at the show. But on this night, it just it sounded so good coming after that simple twist of fate. This is an awesome version of uh, R- Run for the Roses. Uh, one of those, one of those nights. Anything they they were they were playing. It was just it was filled with magic. And then Run for the Roses. Um, I mean Jerry just took the place by storm right here. It uh, goes into Dear Prudence, and yeah, you know, this is the the coolest thing I ever seen. I'm like my God, Dear Prudence fifth song in the first set. Um, but we don't know it's going to be a, t- a two set show yet. But usually, Dear Prudence won't show up that early. Early in a show, but uh, Garcia's just bringing it—you know—singing with everything, everything he can he muster on this night. And it's a v- very hot uh, jam, a good length. Uh, but probably the eighty most, a lot of the eighty-three versions got it beat by a little bit. Uh, he was doing a better Prudence back in eighty-three, Jerry. That was probably the, the high point of uh, Dear Prudence. But there, there's a point in this Prudence, obviously towards the end of the jam, where the speed of his playing is just ridiculous, and uh, just to get anytime you see Dear Prudence it, at, at the Garcia band shows, it was it was such a great thrill, you know that was uh, definitely if there were if there was a, a most popular Jerry tune, I, I think uh, most people people probably would have voted uh, Dear Prudence if they would didn't go with like a dead dead uh, number like Sugaree. But, uh, yeah, Prudence uh, delivered the goods. You know, the Garcia band delivered the goods every time on that. Um, Codwell College is uh, no exception on this night. Great version. And then it's just incredible that they went into Rhapsody in Red after Dear Prudence. Like, I'm out in that audience. I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is the first set. And they're coming out with, like, these these show-stopping tunes um, and just a nonstop barrage of great playing. And... I'm gonna play you once again this this rhapsody in red, um, just to, to hear the the thrill in Jerry's voice. They, at this point, they the, well, they brought back rhapsody in red in '83. Uh, they weren't playing it as much at this point, and eventually, unfortunately, they dropped it. Man, it's just it's such a great great tune. Um, I think the last time they played it was like 1985, but it, t- it took a lot of effort, man. A lot of quick quick-picking uh, guitar, so uh, not surprising that it wasn't one of the songs after Jerry's coma that they didn't bring back, but uh, the, for me, this is like the glory day of Jerry Garcia, man, just hearing a hot Rhapsody in Red, and if what I've played so far hasn't convinced you that Jerry was in the best of moods and on fire this night, this jam and the ensuing singing by Jerry on this Rhapsody in Red is to die for, so... Uh, Once again, enjoy some Codwell College from August 11th, 1984. Let me hear that Rhapsody in Red. Man, Garcia, what a distinctive artist. Just who sings like that? Who plays guitar like that? Uh, Jerry just definitely got into this unique stylings of, uh, you know, nobody else went into that kind of territory singing or playing. Just, uh, you know, so so Jerry, man. It was such a, a great night. And I'm on top of it. They they end the set with Rhapsody in Red. I'm dreaming of what's going to happen this second set. I'm seeing my friends later. They're playing. I can't wait to tell them that I just saw the greatest show ever. And then it all came apart. (laughs) I could put away my pom-poms because there's not much to uh, savor from the second set. This took a complete nosedive. And one of the things, if you talk to people who are at the show or you mention Codwell... The first thing they're going to tell you about is the guy who ran into the drums, and unfortunately, the first set might almost be overshadowed by that stupid event. Um, but actually, um, so we so the second set's coming around. I'm pretty excited. They open up "Mission in the Rain," <clears throat> one of the great Jerry Garcia band songs. Great lyrics from from Hunter. Uh, on, the, on the Reflection album, beautiful versions from 1978. 1981 was the the apex of Mission in the Rain. I mean, Jerry just sang it so well, and the guitar solos were so long and so passionate. And then they kind of eased up a little bit in 82-83, but I mean, it's still great seeing them. Uh, on, the, on this night, it was the wrong song to start the second set in Codwell. Uh, Jerry's voice needed some warming up <clears throat> My voice needs some warming up I'm suffering from a little bit of a cold here But um, yeah, he, he it was obvious he didn't have the strength And his voice was, wasn't was 100% on Even though he was singing through it Probably needed an easier song Like the, the second song, Get Out of My Life Woman That would have been like the perfect song to start the set off with um, So when you sing Mission in the Rain You're out there naked And if your voice isn't right on so it's it's not a great vocal performance from Jerry. He just he didn't have it in his voice. And the guitar jams aren't that long. No, it's it's really not that hot. Um you know, so um Mission in the Rain great song, but Hope's still alive, you know, it's just it's the first song, so we're going to get everything together. Here comes song 2, Get Out of My Life Woman. And uh this this tune I actually Grew to enjoy much more as the years went on, but the the only problem I had with it right away is it sounded like that's what love will make you do. Um, when when, it, when they first kick into the song, it sounds like that's what love will make you do, and then when I realize it's get out of my life, woman, there's a little bit of disappointment because <laughs> that's what love will make you do is like almost gold standard. You, you know, a, a very desirable jerry tune. Uh, so they, they're doing uh, they breaking the Get Out of My Life woman. And it's actually a good version. you know the, uh, Jerry's picking up the mojo again. The band's you know, hitting it. Um, everything's sounding good. It sounds like the show's gonna rebound. Uh, we might get it tangled up, uh, might get a hot deal. Uh, everything's up for grabs. It might be a sugary encore. you know you, you're just feeling the show coming back. And then right in the middle of, uh, of this tune, a guy gets up and just darts onto the stage and right into the drums. I remember seeing it. I it's hard to like re recapture that in my mind exactly what happened, but uh, this guy just jumped up on the stage and not walking around stage just ran straight into the drums. Yeah, I obviously uh, hopefully for uh for his sake he was on something because that, that, it was just such a crazy act. Um you know, maybe he was upset because it wasn't that's what love will make you do. <laughs> um, but I doubt that it was probably something more psychotic to do with a, a drug ep- drug episode. But it killed the, the buzz in the place, man. Just like killed my buzz. Killed Jerry's. It, it, just like the, the whole nature of the evening changed with that. Now, th- it was pretty incredible on stage that if you listen to this performance and you're not listening closely, you might not even... Notice it because Jerry and Khan and Melvin they they just played on man somehow they they withstood the shock of seeing that um, I guess uh, Steve Parish must have ran up there got him off stage and you know <laughs> hopefully uh, tossed him a little bit of a knocked him down a couple times it, it was the most ridiculous it was it was like it was like he attacked the drums and the drummer it was it was, it was the most bizarre thing uh, but you know they got the drums. Uh, settled back pretty quickly, you know. They were able to carry on, uh, finish. Get out of my life, woman. And the next song, like a road. Jerry's def. Jerry's definitely slowing it down at this point, man. He's like, like trying to figure. out Just like the, the, the craziness of that man. Just you know, it, the Grateful Dead. The, you know, as as much drugs, as much craziness that went on in the scene. There was total respect. For the for for the for the uh, musicians on stage, and occurrences like this were extremely rare. Um, other bands, the, you see, that the, these kind of things with on stage things they happen. You know, I wouldn't say regularly, but much more often. They did they did a Grateful Dead shows. There was like that beautiful. Um, fans knew not to cross that line to go on the stage and do something stupid like that, uh, but the line was crossed on this night, and it just killed any possibility. Uh, that the show would be saved so so Jerry's doing this great ballad like a road um yeah you know, it, it's actually it's a pretty good version you know but you could just tell he wants to get like a road leading home he wanted to get the hell out of here man Codwell College wasn't home anymore man get me the hell out of here turn around i'll be there but i'm not going to be here in Codwell College anymore it was it was just it was so the the whole energy of the place just was zapped and um, so but it, it's actually a, a decent version of like a road, and then just to to accentuate that he wanted to get the hell out of there. Just a quick midnight moonlight, you know. Let's get the hell out of here. No encore. Um, you know, midnight moonlight usually is a celebratory song, but everybody out there knows uh, this is it, man. There was there's no there was no reason. The first time you see midnight moonlight, no reason to celebrate, and uh, you know go skipping and dancing around everybody was just stunned like you know hey this is how this great night's gonna end uh because of this idiot who ran into the drums obvious there, there was no show from this tour um but when i looked at the set lists i, I don't think there was one where it was only four songs in the second set and no encore so this was definitely a list like get the hell out of here, you know, ty- type of thing. And who could, who could blame them? You know, that's uh <laughs> that, that that's a type of uh stupidity that will that would that will ruin a show and then you almost can't overcome it. Uh so that was it, man. Just uh Mission in the Rain, Get Out of My Life Woman, Like a Road, Midnight Moonlight. But um yeah, so the next the next day I went to my my friend Doug's house. I had to get the tape because that first set was so great. And, you know, you, you always take away the positives from it. Listen to that first set so much. Just a, a great uh, music. If you want, obviously you can find this stuff on YouTube. But on my Positively Garcia YouTube page, I downloaded the cats. I think I, I have I have the cats on there, the love each other, the twist of fate. every Everything but the Run for the Roses I have on the Positively Garcia page. Uh, you can look it up there. And um, the beautiful thing—the tour moved forward, and some very, uh, uh, well, great shows coming up. Um, I didn't go to the ones. It was a place called Club Casino in New Hampshire, and people who went there raved about these shows. Uh, I mean, I've, I've heard the tapes. There's a there's a sugary that's like it might be the longest one ever. It's like 20 minutes or something. Um I think RC even got confused and played like four solos uh that's the type of confusion you love um so a couple of good shows in New Hampshire then I picked up the tour again in um August 14th Orange Community College um I went out at the time i was still I was going to Rockland Community College which was the next New York State uh, community college down the road so it was probably about I was probably about a half hour from uh, from where this was held and this was just one of these another crazy hot nights but this is in a in a little field house and how Jerry had his weight and his health made it through this show and the next show which I'm going to talk about um it's, it's ridiculous he went in there and just gave it his all um went home went to bed got the next day played these are shows that would that would Test an athlete just hanging out at the show. That it was like 95 degrees out, no AC in a field house, and um, yeah, just a. But you know, Jerry Jerry delivered. There's an awesome. That's all right, Mama. From that show, uh, which I remember probably more than anything else uh, from from that night. And um, the the other insane thing. I'm going to put this. By the way, we have a, a Deadology Facebook group page. Feel free to join. Uh, post anything if you have any memories, any ticket stubs from these shows. I have the ticket stub from this Orange uh, Community College show from August fifteenth, eighty four, and it says uh, yeah, it says uh, tonight at the at OCC Jerry Garcia spelled G E R R Y. <laughs> not not even the Jerry Garcia band, but Jerry G E R R Y. You know, and this is these tickets were printed by by the Student Activities Committee. So I guess, that, that, I don't know what it says about education at Orange Community College, but um, it wasn't very strong in 84. They misspelled Jerry Garcia. I'm going to print the ticket on the Deadology De- page. It's, it's an incredible, uh, uh, one, of, one of my favorite uh, souvenir tickets from the years. But great show, and that's really all that matters. And the next night was like it was in a way it was even more memorable. Uh, we drove out to Long Island uh, roller skating rink, good skates, and uh, this would be the last time I saw a Jerry Garcia band on the East Coast until 1987. Uh, that that was when they, they, they did the Lunfante run uh, on Broadway, which was which was pretty amazing. But um, after this '84 run. They did some electric shows Jerry Garcia band in 85 uh, 86 came around it was when they came back to the East Coast they just did acoustic uh, Jerry um, so it was, it's a long run without without Jerry Garcia band you know for that's like three years we had no idea we were these days we were seeing them in all these little places the chants the Roseland you know it, it was an incredible uh you know what, what to be a deadhead at, at this time. Um, you know, when, when Garcia, when, when the, you know, the band was getting popular and peaking and they could still play these places, it's just, you know, incredible. So that this is one of the, the last great shows I've seen in an intimate place. Good Skates, East Sawtucket, Long Island, a little roller skating rink, smaller and hotter than the OCC show the night before. It was that hot, man. It, it had to be, I mean, it was a. It was 95 to 100 outside in that arena. It had to be like 120. It was ridiculous. It was, uh, you know, and I don't want to come off like I'm Jack LaLanne or something, but I was a pretty good athlete at the time. Towards the end of the show, uh, they're playing Dear Prudence and I'm skipping around, you know, doing my little thing. I wasn't a huge dancer. I was more of a Shadow boxing, you know, I would be skipping around, playing air guitar. I actually had to stop. I, 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 I thought I was going to pass out. It was like that hot. Jerry wasn't stopping. That guy stood up there weighing well over 300 pounds, just jamming and going and going. It was, it was incredible. It was just watching how he kept playing and his commitment to the music, it mind-boggling and such uh such heat. Those are great shows. Uh definitely worth checking out. I probably have a few samples of uh that show at Good Skates. Very memorable night. <clears throat> didn't he didn't take any shortcuts on that night. He played more songs than he did at the uh at uh Codwell, you know. So all the shows had more songs than Codwell. Unfortunately Codwell got cut short, but what they what he did play at God, Codwell is one of the most memorable sets of all time. Definitely worthy of this podcast. And once again i Wanna mention that next week. Uh my friend Doug Schmel who 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 is on the show uh episode two uh, from this year. Uh he's coming back. We're gonna talk about Bicker Shore. This guy is a 1972 expert, loves that that year so much. He he has great insight and knowledge on that. So it's gonna be an interesting conversation uh with Doug. Uh we're gonna be talking about one of the greatest shows of all time. I'm gonna get back into some Grateful Dead. On the right foot, Bickershore 5772. And everybody, thanks for for listening. I appreciate you all. If you want to reach out to me, CatfishGarcia82 at yahoo.com. We got the Deadology Facebook uh, group page. You can reach out to me there. And my books are on TangledUpInTunes.com and also on Amazon. Until next week when we get back to some classic major Grateful Dead. Peace out, and thanks for listening. Jerry Garcia Band Month in February.